0: Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. As you can see, we have a brand new setup here, and we've been gone for a while. So I decided, hey, what the heck? We'll <laughs> do something different to you know to appease everybody. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels. Always great to be here,
1: and uh, like I say, we took a, took a few uh, weeks off, but we're back in stride now, and
0: so just looking forward to great things as we move forward. Yes. So today's topic. Is um, something that a lot of people go through quietly and some people go through loudly, if you want to say, um, is holiday depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you've had a loved one that's passed recently or they passed around the holidays or just, you know, if you had a mother that passed, holidays come around, you start thinking about that Christmas music starts playing, those old memories start coming up and some people don't know how to handle that so let's talk about that what are some of the things that we can do dr daniel's to help us in that holiday depression well you know first of all let me just say i think you're absolutely right
1: you know when you think about uh, the suicide rates for example you know the holidays the suicide rates skyrocket Mm -hmm. um, because um, we have put so much of an emphasis on the holidays being a time of joy that for people that are not experiencing what the um, television tells us, we ought to feel like that puts more pressure on you. You know, when people are telling you how much you ought to be thankful for, for this and that, and it's true, we all we always should be thankful. But if you're just going through a rough time, then you don't feel that you know I'm so thankful. That puts more pressure on mm-hmm. you. Uh, and there are people who are, you know who have lost loved ones, as you said. There are people who their relationships are falling apart. And if you're by yourself through the holiday season, that's a time when everyone expects, you know, to be together with friends and family and you're all alone. It hides that depression. And, you know, so I, I think, you know, uh, one of the things that we, we ought to always, you know, uh, understand is that number one is that just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I won't be faced with that kind of situation. I think Christians are the last people to admit I am depressed, you know, Mm -hmm. and and as a Christian, one thing that we have to stop doing is just telling people, get yourself together, you know, just pray about it and it's going to be all right. Right. Uh, Because that's not the facts of how the Bible even teaches us. And it certainly is not how things get all right. You know, it's just, it's not just, let's just pray about it, you know? Uh, And I, I think the perfect example um, when you look at it, it, all the all the Psalms of David, and how David dealt with his difficult times, and and he himself, when you read his Psalms, it's evident that he probably suffered from bouts of depression. If you look at uh, the Book of Ezekiel, he probably suffered
0: bouts of depression, but 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 was able to overcome it, you know, through various means. So you mentioned they have. to um things in the Bible that help us with that. So what are some of the things in the Bible that, that help us with um, depression?
1: Well, you know, I think one of the things, if you look at, for example, um, David, you know, and look at some of David's psalms, uh, one of the key psalms that that most of us are familiar with is the 23rd division of psalms. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, you know, I shall not want. And, 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 and what David does in that psalm is he lays out reasons why even though the world may not be treating me the way I want the world to treat me, why well, I have a reason to still have some joy in my heart, you know. So I don't have to compare myself to the world, you know, and I think that, that's a key thing there. I may be by myself, but that doesn't mean I should feel bad about being by myself, you know, because I have the Lord, you know, right. He's always there. Um, and, 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 and David points out that because I have Him in my life, my my expectations ought not to be based upon how the world says I need to enjoy this time. You know, if, 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 if my view of Thanksgiving should not be centered around how large a family I have, whether or not I'm married, and have children, whether or not I have a significant other in my life, but my Thanksgiving ought to be about not where I am just today, but what I have been able to overcome up to this point in my life, you know, because I may have had trials and tribulations, you know, this past two or three years in my life. But the fact that I have come through them, right. you know, says that I have a reason to be thankful. I may still be behind in my bills today, but I have a reason to be thankful because even being behind in my bills, I'm still, survive- I'm still a survivor. Right. I'm still making it. Things. I'm, I'm still okay. I may mean, not have what big turkey on the table, right? You know, but I'm still okay.
0: I think that's a key point that David brings out. Yeah, I, I sometimes when I get in those little modes and I get frustrated with life, I go down to the bare basics, which is I'm breathing mm-hmm. and I'm walking around. I'm not in the hospital, right? You know, there's somebody that's laying in in the hospital bed right now, fighting for their life, or they've gotten bad news and they're waiting to go through surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not experiencing any of that, so I'm grateful for not to be experiencing any of that. Right. You know, or if I'm walking and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, my ankles hurting or my knees are hurting, and there's somebody that cannot walk, or they have no legs. Right. You Absolutely. know, it's like, and they would, they would, would, would do anything just to be able to walk, mm-hmm. even with the pain that I have. So mm-hmm. why am I complaining about the pain that I have? Right. You know. But then, you know, like how we said, you can even take that, and that could be depressing. Like, why am I so, you know, in tune to myself? But it helps me be grateful for what I have and say, okay, let me put things in perspective. You know, absolutely. It, it, you think about it
1: again. I mean, the twenty third psalm is just a classic example. When you think about the holiday depression, I'm not talking about clinically depressed, but just the the, 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 the sadness that people go through on the holidays, right? Um, When you think about it, what David says, like in the 23rd Psalm, none of it suggests that he's having a great time right now. You know, when he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It doesn't suggest he's going through a great thing right now. In fact, he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Which says what? I'm I'm facing some tough times. You know, I'm going through some tough times. But I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, meaning the Lord with them. And so I think a lot of how when we come to a place where we are feeling sad and feeling downtrodden, it's because we are in places that, that that are difficult. And our thoughts are, well, why me? Why am I here? And why can't I be in a better place? And And if God is so good, why am I in this bad place? And that can make you feel sad again. If it's the holiday season and I don't have money to, to, to splurge, you know, on this big uh, dinner for my family, or I don't have money to buy all these gifts, what's wrong with me and, and why can't we have? But David said it this way. He said, thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Which means what? There are people that are attacking me. Right. I'm going through some stuff right now. But God is still there taking care of me. And I think that's a key thing for us to keep in mind is that, you know, it, it, is, it often brings about sadness when I compare myself to where I think I should have been mm-hmm. or where others have told me I should be. and I, That's key. You know, other people should not define where you are. Other people should not define how you enjoy your holiday. You know, if, if enjoying your holiday is being alone, if that's how where you are, don't feel bad because that's what you want to do. Right. You know, if 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 you don't have money to go out and buy all these expensive gifts at Christmas time, mm-hmm. don't feel bad that you don't have money to spend. You know, because your child asks for this and that. You know, and and because I can tell you, um, the day of five dollar gifts for kids is over with. Oh yeah. You know, that's the, the day of twenty five dollar gifts for kids is over with. You know they they, they want uh, things that run two three four five hundred dollars for Christmas. Um, that's a car payment. Mm-hmm. You know you shouldn't feel bad about not being able to do that. You know for your child for anyone in your life um, because just because it's a holiday don't mean your debts took a holiday. Mm-hmm. You know it doesn't mean that the people who are acting foolish took a holiday. Right. They're going to be still there. So you shouldn't feel bad because you're not experiencing what other people are experiencing, because you don't know if they are experiencing it either. Right. You know, just because they are, are, are going out to the mall buying stuff, don't mean they're you know having joy in their life. Right. Just because they have a nice Christmas tree and all these things, don't mean that they are feeling so great. Mm-hmm. But we tend to compare like that, and so David Psalm again, he doesn't do that comparison to anybody else. All he compares it to is where he's going through and how he's coming out of it. All he keeps saying is, you know, I may be still under the pressure of those that don't like me, but I'm always being delivered, and I'm always coming through, and I'm always making it. He Mm -hmm. never indicates that he's ever at a point where he's totally free from people trying to bring him down, Mm -hmm. but he notes that no matter what they do, he keeps rising to the top. That's because of God. And so uh, I think that's what we ought to really be focusing on during Thanksgiving, during, during Christmas, uh, not the commercialization of it, uh, but what the true meaning should have been, which is, I've come through. Again, think about Thanksgiving. You know, what, what were they celebrating? Uh, they weren't celebrating what we celebrate. Mm-hmm. They were celebrating coming through difficult times. Right. You know, right. It, it was harsh times they were facing. Mm-hmm. And their celebration was the fact that even during those harsh times, those who um, they had been fearful of helped them through the harsh times mm-hmm. you know in that favor yes. I mean if you're if those who you think are your enemies help you that's favor and that's what David says is that I'm in favor from God. They, they weren't overflowing they didn't get brand new houses. They didn't get some food. Right, right. They didn't get brand new horses and right. and, and they, you know They still were facing the same harsh winters they had always faced. Mm -hmm. They still were facing the same difficulties, but what they were were thankful for, but they had made it through another season and they had food on the table. Now, if I'm here, Mm -hmm. and I've made it through another season, and I got food on my table, then that's all I should judge it by. So, I think that's what we ought to be thinking about.
0: Yeah, being in in the leader and leadership realm of things, people always talk about you know even in the the law of attraction, like being grateful, be thankful mm-hmm. all the time. And and I sit back and I look at people and I, just, I don't see them doing it. And I often tell people, I said, the quickest way to turn around something in your life is to is two things you have to do: praise God and then be thankful. Absolutely. If you do those two things, it's almost immediate. Like It's like within the hour. um, It's like the old joke with uh, Richard Pryor. Put your foot to the phone. You know, we're going to heal the person (laughs) over the phone. It's like that. It's like, but in all seriousness, it, it, it does work pretty fast once you start changing within inside of you. Like, okay, I'm going through a lot, but I'm here and I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. Praise God I'm able to do this. Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful I'm able to, to do this and, and get through this. Boom. It's, it, you ain't got, and a lot of people sit around and say, well, I'm not going to do the whole, you yeah, ain't have to do the whole shebang. You ain't got to be shouting up and down the aisles of the church. You sit there, and you say, you know what, I am thankful for this. Absolutely. Praise God for that. Thank you Lord for this. And you're good. Absolutely. And why do people feel, Let me ask this question. Because I'm going to say this, I always felt pressure that if I wasn't doing the, what I'm called the extraness mm-hmm. in church, mm-hmm. that I wasn't doing it right, mm-hmm. you know, so therefore I didn't do it at all, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. And, and, you know, uh,
1: I'm going to I'm going, uh, say it from a personal standpoint, okay, uh, because we are, we're in the holiday season. Alright, I remember, uh, and I, let me say this, the I love my mother-in-law, I love my father-in-law me preface that up front, okay. They had traditions that I did not have. Mm-hmm. And so, my wife put expectations on me for the holidays based on how her parents did things. Mm-hmm. Which was fine. But it wasn't how I chose one to, to do things. You know, like for example, and I'm, I'm saying, like you're saying, when people expect you to do a certain thing, right. and you don't do it, they expected us me to celebrate Christmas in a way that said to my children, Santa Claus is this, you know, is 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 is, is great, and 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 and, and will give you everything your heart desires, and so forth and so on. Because that was their thing. And I, I I get it. I realize that for many people, that's a big issue. Well, my father told me when I was young, he said, uh, ain't nobody bringing nothing to this house except <laughs> me. Right, right. And he was upset, you know, because I guess he had a bad time on a job. I don't know, but his thing was. And, uh, you know, that hey, in this life, you only get what you pay for. right? Now, which meant that Initially, I felt bad, and my wife helped me to feel bad, because I wasn't viewing Christmas the way they viewed Christmas, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't excited about Christmas the way they were excited about Christmas, and it made me feel bad that I wasn't there, so like you said, I withdrew, Mm -hmm. so I withdrew more into my own self, because I felt like something was wrong with me. Right. That I can't feel it the way they feel it. You know, I can't get the excitement the way they get the excitement. You know, I, I'm not gonna be singing these Christmas carols and, and getting all <laughs> excited about decorating and this yeah. kind of thing. And and so that made me more depressed. Yeah. Because I feel like something was wrong with me mm-hmm. because of the way they did things. I think people in the church do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is it they put expectations on us about our praise, about our worship, about our thankfulness. And so, consequently, you look around and you're thinking, well, wow, hmm. Well, if I do what they're doing, they're going to know I'm faking it. Right. And if I do what I want to do, then they're going to be like, why are you doing that? So you do nothing, which right. is what I did. But again, I felt bad for doing nothing. because I felt like I need to do something. Here's, here's how I look at it, you know. Again, I keep going to the 23rd Psalm because it's just so apropos. It's just right there, you know. There's nothing in that Psalm where it says other people's expectations are anything I should be judged by. Nothing. There's nothing David said about how he feels about being thankful to God. And how he feels about his place in the world. Nothing relates to other people. All it relates to is where he is right now, you know. No, he, he, he said the Lord is, which, which, which signifies that is a continuous present tense, you know, mm-hmm. that is present today and when tomorrow comes is still in the present tense. It's always in the present tense. Now I'm saying that because of this. Most people, their sadness, their gloom is not about where they are today. It's about where they were yesterday. Mm. Yeah. You know. And it's about what they fear tomorrow. Now, they, they David never he never dealt with yesterday. He never dealt with tomorrow. He stayed right in the present, present. the whole time. Right. He said, yea, though I walk, which is what? If I'm doing it now, right. I will fear. He didn't say tomorrow I won't fear. It said when I'm walking in it, I won't fear. So he kept it in the present. And his point, you know, his point being that if I live in the present, it keeps me from lamenting my past. It keeps me from worrying about my future because none of that is guaranteed, future isn't guaranteed anyway. Right. We know that. We know our past cannot be changed. And so to keep lamenting about something I cannot change really just wastes my current day. Right. And to worry about a, a thing that I cannot change, I cannot really forecast. Right, does the same thing. And but what I can do is enjoy where I am right now. Right, that's what I can enjoy. So again, for whether, I'm in, whether it is uh, sitting at home for Thanksgiving by myself, or even with my family, or whether I'm sitting in church on Sunday morning, I got a choice. My choice is I can look at what other people are doing in the congregation. Right? And I can say to myself, I need to do what they're doing. But that ain't making me happy. Right. And it sure ain't making God happy, because right. now I'm not genuine. Right, Or I can say, hey, where am I right now? What place am I in right now? Right. How is that message hitting me right now? And you know, if it's hitting me, and I'm feeling good about what the message is saying to me, then that's it. I may never raise my hand, I may never shout, I may never say amen but it's about me and, and God. And so I think that's the key, is to keep it about your relationship, not about what others say your relationship
0: ought to be. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned uh, being present. We had talked about uh, other podcast episodes ago about being present. And one thing that I have found with my busy schedule is I'm sitting there working and my kids want my attention. And, you know, and I try to get them attention and then try to split my mm-hmm. attention and they're still not satisfied. And so I was like, you know what? They're not satisfied because I'm not present mm-hmm. with them. Right. And now take it and we'll take this a step further. And also, I had to learn how to do that through prayer, because, you know, sometimes if, if people are not going to really admit this, but it happens. Like when you be praying and then that random thought hits your head and then now you're off in the weeds thinking about what happened at work. He's like, oh man, that's his whole prayer. Mm-hmm. It's like practicing or being present with the Lord mm-hmm. while you're praying. And, and you helped me out with that. With, you said something a couple of podcasts ago. You was like, when you're praying, you should be praising him and exalting him. Mm-hmm. And in the second I started doing that, then I was able, because then you can't veer off into the weeds right. on what what's going on with you. Uh-huh. But if you go to him asking, like, Lord, help me with my bills, help me with this, help me with that, now you're thinking about all the negative stuff versus right. just talking to him and right. saying, thanking him. So I wanted—I never told you that, that, but that really did help but, a lot. And it makes good sense when you think about it,
1: right? Because if I'm begging God to help me with a bill, what I'm thinking about now is what, the, what is the solution going to be? Right. Right. But the solution is future oriented. Right. Right. The fact that I have the bill is past tense. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it takes me there. If I'm talking to God about where I am right now, see, I'm this, I am have bills right now. You know, it's not like my bills have stopped coming because it is today. Right. Mm-hmm. But the deal is this. Uh, why am I worried about it when if I don't pay it today, what's going to happen? And if I got the money to pay it today, I'm gonna to pay it today. Right. So it's like you say, it's, it's, it's why am I in in that worry spot? So maybe again, that's why I, again think about that twenty third psalm. David, now even though David acknowledged he was had, had adversities, but he didn't say, "Well, Lord, I need you to keep them from coming towards me." He said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley, I will fear no evil." So that, in a sense, is saying, Lord, I'm just so thankful that I got you in the valley with me, right? right? Lord, my, that he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. It's saying, Lord, I'm just so thankful that you're still feeding me, even though folk around me are trying to bring me down. But again, like you said, that's present tense stuff. It's present tense stuff. It is not focused on what I may have gone through behind these people. It's not focused on what I you know, had needed to worry about for the future. It's saying God is always going to take care of me in the present. You know, I have a brother um, that um, used to always um, say this, that tomorrow is the day that never comes. You know, that was his favorite saying when we were in high school. He was in high school that time. I was not and I was younger than him. He would say, tomorrow is the day that never comes. And I debated with him, it does come too. <laughs> tomorrow does come. Right, right. And I said, you know, I said he said, no, it doesn't. I said, because the day is like Tuesday, and so tomorrow is going to be Wednesday, and Wednesday's going to come. He said, Wednesday might come, but tomorrow won't come. And I said, how can that be? He said, because when tomorrow comes, it's going to be today. And then again, when tomorrow comes, it's going to be today. He said, because every day is today. No day is tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow is a figment of your imagination, he would say. Tomorrow is what you worry about, not what you live in. If you think about it, that really makes sense. Yeah, it does. You know, that. So why am I keep worrying about that which hasn't come up yet? Well, why do I keep focusing on tomorrow rather than living in today? Because, you know, uh, someone asked me a uh, while back, you know, uh, what would you do if you had a terminal illness? And I said I would go to the bank immediately, take out a personal loan, hundred thousand dollars or as much money they would let me take out right. without collateral. That's what I would take out. Why would you do that? You know, i spend every time before I die. What are they going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> I would enjoy every day. Right. the time I die. You know. Because
0: that's what we need to be thinking about is, is today. And you know, the funny thing is there are studies that's out that say that people that do that overcome it because they're spending time being happy and everything in the body, complete the physiology thing happens, body changes. You stop worrying. Right, all that stress goes away. Body rejuvenates itself. Right. And that's the thing. It's the same thing about
1: holiday depression. Again, I'm not talking about clinical depression. I'm talking about the depression that's caused by the holidays. It, it's, 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 it's the same thing about when someone leaves you depression, you know, they, they walked out of my life. That It's the same thing because our worry is not about where we are, mm-hmm. it's about where we
0: were and a fear about where we're going. Yeah. I know when when situations like that happen for me, I know my base. Mm-hmm. So I know what my basic things that make me happy. Right? So these mm-hmm. are my go tos. Like the first thing when I'm having an issue or something, I'm depressed, or whatever, I'm going to movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give me a large popcorn and a soda by myself. Right. I don't want nobody. You know, in my ear complaining, I don't need my wife there. I don't like this movie. I just want to be there by myself, chill out. And then after the hour and a half, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. But that's my base. Right. I, and I encourage other people to so say, you know what? Find out what your base is. It Absolutely. could be building model cars, mm-hmm. doing puzzles, it mm-hmm. could be just sitting in the bed reading. Mm-hmm. But find out what your base is, and then you'll gradually come right on out of mm-hmm. it. After, I, I could not do it with you more. Go to your
1: place. Of sanctification, right? Go to that place that sets you aside from the world, where you can just enjoy who you are, without all the other outside interference. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, uh, agree with you more. I, I can tell you that, like when I'm, you know, scuba diving, for example, when I'm hundred feet under the water, and it's just, I'm just, you know, watching the, the the sea creatures go by. That is, that is, you know, no care is there, right? Zero care is there. Uh, it's like being in another world. Right. It's like this, you know, and, 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 and so, uh, unfortunately, I can't do that as often as you can go to the movies, Right. Uh, but I, I get what
0: you're saying. It's absolute truism. Yeah, and you try to get me to go scuba diving with you, and, and I understand it's peaceful for you, <laughs> but for me, it'd be terrified. because the second I see that barracuda or something that's flipping around, I'm, I'm trying to come up as fast as possible well, today. You. <laughs> you might say that now, but I'll do a little bit you.
1: If you were underwater and you actually saw a shark swim by, I bet you you would be so awed by him or her right. that you wouldn't even try to move. And, and I can tell you, because I have been, uh, an example, I know it's doing a depression, but it's still just drop it out there. Right. I, I, my wife and I were in. Um, anything in the aisle off top of here. anyway i'm turks and I right now in turks Caicos, and we were getting ready to go into the water off the beach and a shark just swam up okay the shark swam up and i jumped out the water my wife jumped out of the water right and we're seeing the sharks i'm, up. I'm like hey what shark heavenly was shark. This, this is about maybe 40. right okay now i'm un- when i go scuba diving when i see a shark i don't jump up right And I can't tell you why psychologically it's different. Right. But seeing the shark when I was getting ready to go into the water come by, you know, something said to me, you better get out of this water. That's a shark. Right. When I'm under the pond and sharks come by, I am in awe. I I don't know if it's the gracefulness of which they swim by, you know, of what it is. I'm just in awe. And the bigger they are, the more in awe I am. You know, I was off the coast of North Carolina and tiger shark, probably about Maybe five, six feet, and they're very curious. You know, mm-hmm. swam up to me three feet away, and he just one flick of the tail, boom, disappeared. I'm like, I was in awe at how that one flick of the tail, he was gone. Right. You know, and then the, the, my, the person that was diving with me, you know, gave me the sound of a shark upon and just that fast, this shark just circled back around and just swim beside us, like he was motionless. Right. Just going beside us, you know. Just curious, what what are you all doing here? Right, you, you know. Right. And I gotta tell you, it's just it's, it's so breathtaking that I, I think you. I don't think you would be afraid. I really don't. I think you would just be like, "Wow, what has God
0: created?" Right, you know. It also goes goes to that uh that God gave us dominion over all animals too, yeah. mm-hmm. and and and. and Not dealing with sharks, Mm -hmm. but with dogs. For me, I'm the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, Sherry gets terrified, my wife Sherry gets terrified when she sees a dog. Anything above a a, a Yorkie, she's terrified that she sees a loose dog. Mm -hmm. I don't even flinch. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is a lot of the dogs that I encounter, when they're barking, running up to me, as soon as I turn and look them straight in the eye, they immediately stop. Mm -hmm. And you know, they just chill out. Because then it's like, okay, yeah, he, he knows he's doing. It's like, right. It's like, you know, what do you want? Now I'm walking, you know. <laughs> but the only thing that I'm even remotely scared about in this area that I walk at is we have a bear, that, a black bear that happens to walk across the, the right. road up here once in a while. And that's a little big to be, you know. But even with that, I said, if, if I admit fear, then the animal will come towards me but if right. I don't admit fear right then it will go away so um, yeah so we'll talk about that fear word on the next podcast we, we definitely talk about fear because uh, I can tell you and
1: you already know this too fear is the greatest enemy to success
0: mm-hmm. it is and yes most definitely well Dr. you got to bring anything else to the table um, just want to wish all those who are who will have, who will
1: be able to listen to this podcast prior to Thanksgiving. Just wish them all a happy Thanksgiving, and to let them know that hey, listen, do it your way. You know, don't feel bad if you don't do it somebody else's way. Do it real well. And just you know, think about where you
0: are, not where you should be. Thank y'all so much. This is your host, C. K. Baker.